48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The Legislative Council passes a bill to limit rent increases for subdivided flats. The chief executive says the administration needs to better explain its work to the public and to the outside world. And the government has proposed stripping district councils of their role in implementing community and minor work projects. The Legislative Council has passed a bill that will limit rent hikes of subdivided flats and give tenants the priority to renew their lease. Wendy Wong reports. Under the new law, rent hikes will be capped at 10% at the end of a two-year contract. Tenants will then be given priority to renew the lease for another two years. While a majority of lawmakers supported the changes, they urged the government to do more to control the initial rental level of subdivided flats to prevent landlords from raising rent substantially before the amended law takes effect. The chairman of the committee that vetted the bill, DAB lawmaker Vincent Chan, said the passage of the bill is an important step towards protecting grassroots tenants. More than 200,000 of people living in this very bad conditional uh, subdivided effects, especially in the old buildings. So today we have this bill to have more protection for those people who live in the subdivided effects. Secretary for Transport and Housing Frank Chan, for his part, said the approved measures strike a balance between offering protection to tenants and protecting the rights of landlords. But he stressed it is not feasible for the government to regulate rents under the first lease. During a housing panel meeting earlier in the day, Mr Chen was also asked when the government could achieve its target of shortening the waiting time for a public flat to three years. Currently, the average waiting time is 5.8 years. The transport and housing chief said the government could achieve the target in about 10 to 20 years. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said the government needs to do more in explaining its work to the outside world, as she acknowledged that the national security law has damaged Hong Kong's reputation. She made those comments on a new RTHK programme, as Joanne Wong reports. Carrie Lam spoke about her latest policy address in the government's work over the past four years on a new RTHK TV program called Overview Policy. The chief executive said some external forces and Western media have played up routine enforcement of the national security law, likening it to the suppression of human rights and freedoms. To counter that narrative, she said the government needs to explain its work better. Mr. Slam also stressed the need for the government to tell it like it is when it comes to Hong Kong's constitutional order. For example, she said the government needs to state clearly to the people that the central government has comprehensive jurisdiction over Hong Kong and that it also respects the SAR's high degree of autonomy. The CE added that Hong Kong must remain a cosmopolitan city so that it can play its role as a connector between mainland China and the rest of the world. The government has proposed stripping district councils of their role in implementing community and minor work projects. Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi said there just aren't enough councillors left to represent the public. Kelly Yu reports. At the LegCo panel meeting, officials said district councils should no longer review funding requests for community involvement projects and minor works programs. They told lawmakers that the Home Affairs Department and Leisure and Cultural Services Department could take up this role between them instead. 
Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi pointed the recent resignation and disqualification of hundreds of district councillors as he explained why such a change is necessary. He spoke through an interpreter. It will not affect the function of uh, district councils, but they are district councils with too few members. It undermines their ability to represent the constituents, and also there are projects and works which are put on hold because of this. The DAB's Leung Chi Chang, who chaired the meeting, cast doubt on the government's plan. He noted that some councils, such as Islands District Council, still have plenty of members left and said it has been possible to approve funding for some projects. In response, Mr. Choi said approved projects would not be scrapped if the changes to the role of district councils are made. The government's proposal will be submitted to LegCo's Finance Committee for consideration. You're listening to RTHK. The time is almost exactly five minutes past 11. The government says eight officers from the disciplined services face criminal investigations for allegedly mocking the death of a police senior inspector last month. Timmy Sung reports. The eight officers were suspended from duty after apparently gloating over the death of Nam Yun Yi, who was killed in an anti-smuggling operation at sea. At a national meeting, legislator Tong Li Zhe asked whether the government could look into introducing new legislation to ban people from such behaviour. Security Secretary Chris Tang said he had noted that after the death of the Marine officer, some people made satirical remarks on the internet and posted songs suspected of expressing hatred toward the police. He spoke through an interpreter. The government is deeply regretful and angry about these cold-blooded acts to which the whole society should strongly condemn. Ms Tang said eight officers from the disciplined services had been suspended from duty over comments made online regarding the Marine inspector. We were shocked to find that such um, remarks were made by our own officers. We would assess whether any criminal offences were involved and if there's enough evidence, um, we could make um, arrests and lay prosecution. And if um, no criminal offences were involved, we might um, proceed to disciplinary investigations on these officers. The security chief added that while there's no legislation in Hong Kong to outlaw hate speech, there are other laws in place that can deal with what he called inappropriate information and sedition. Prosecutors have dropped charges against two owners of a restaurant in Mong Kok who were previously charged with possession of offensive weapons. Jimmy Choi reports. 30-year-old Wang Hong-hin and 25-year-old Nicholas Shum, owners of Jagan Restaurant, were previously charged with possession of offensive weapons and instruments fit for unlawful purpose. The court heard that officers had found items including metal batons, shields, gas masks, reflective vests and posters with political slogans in a fire services pump room on a rooftop connected to the restaurant during an inspection in December last year. Before the opening of the trial at West Kowloon Court, the prosecution agreed to drop its case against the pair on the condition that they be bound over in the sum of $2,000 for 12 months. The mother of murder victim Pun Hu Wing has lashed out at people involved in suspect Chan Tong Kai's case. She called them unrighteous people who did not have the courage to meet her. Security Secretary Chris Tang, for his part, accused Taiwan authorities of playing politics. Damon Pang has the story. Pun Hu Wing's mother got emotional as she met the press outside the government headquarters. <laughs> They always keep dragging their feet. 
is so hard for us. It's so difficult bringing up my daughter. The SAR government did nothing, and they don't care at all. They just got Reverend Peter Kuhn to be Chan Tung Kai's spokesperson. He keeps protecting Chan. I want to ask him, did he really help my daughter? She had invited Chan Tong Kai and his parents, Reverend Kuhn, Security Minister Chris Tang, Police Chief Raymond Siu, as well as the AB lawmakers Starry Lee and Holden Chow to meet her. None of them turned up. The case of her daughter's murder triggered the extradition bill controversy, sparking months of protests from June 2019. Mrs. Poon pointed out that Chan Tong Kai wasn't tried for murder and has only served time in jail for money laundering after taking her daughter's possessions. She said officials can set a precedent by putting him on trial in the SAR. In response to media inquiries, Reverend Kuhn said there's nothing he could do if Mrs. Poon chose to misunderstand him. He also said a lawyer appointed to represent Chen Tongkai in Taiwan has made it clear his client wanted to surrender last year, but they were told that he needed to wait for negotiations between the authorities in Hong Kong and Taiwan. Meanwhile, the security secretary expressed sympathy for Mrs. Poon. Chris Tang accused the authorities in Taiwan of playing politics. I think the whole issue is Taiwan-China do not allow Mr. Chen to go to Taiwan to face his responsibility. Here I would like to reiterate, no matter what Taiwan-China do, they won't change the fact that Taiwan is part of China. He said Taiwan authorities should allow Chen Tongkai to go to the island to turn himself in. The chairman of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Ricky Chu, says now is the time to make it illegal to discriminate against mainland Chinese people, noting that the body has received a lot of complaints regarding such prejudice in recent years. Mr Chu told an RTHK programme that the commission has made a number of proposals to the government. He hopes new laws will cover people of the same ethnicity discriminating against each other, people being discriminated on the basis of their residential status and discrimination related to where a person comes from, even if it's within the same country. In the past three years, we've received a lot of reports about mainlanders being discriminated against in Hong Kong. An NGO also recently said new migrants, including children and adults, are facing a lot of discrimination at workplaces or schools. That's why I think now is definitely the time to legislate, and we should do it as quickly as possible. The hospital authority has confirmed that there have been seven deaths among 79 hospitalised patients infected with Group B streptococcus in the past two months. Natalie Ching has the details. The authority's spokesperson stressed that the cause of the deaths may not be related to the bacteria, but said infections have increased recently. He added the authority has already referred the cases to the Centre for Health Protection for follow-up. The centre had earlier said patients may have gotten the infection through wounds on their hands after handling freshwater fish or eating undercooked freshwater fish. Health officials reported four imported COVID-19 infections today involving three women and a man. The patients aged between 23 and 43 flew in from Indonesia, Singapore and the Philippines. All of them were fully vaccinated and tested positive during quarantine. The Centre for Health Protection says three of the patients carried mutated virus strains. Lawmaker Jeffrey Lam has warned that Hong Kong exporters face the risk of failing to get their products overseas in time for Christmas amid an unprecedented backlog in US ports. He urged the government to be flexible in allowing airlines re to repurpose passenger flights to carry cargo. 
The Business and Professionals Alliance lawmaker says local businesses have been forking out ten times more money to hire shipping containers due to a shortage caused by the cargo surge in Long Beach and Los Angeles. If the goods are not in the buyer's hand on time, Hong Kong exporters or factories may face different consequences, such as delay payment or buyer refuse to pay. If the buyer decided to cancel the order, then the Hong Kong company will be stuck with the merchandise. If it is pure Christmas merchandise, it will be stuck for one year. And then the next year, whether the Christmas merchandise will be in trend or not, that would be a question. The European Parliament has awarded the Sakharov Human Rights Prize to Russia's most prominent opposition figure, Alexei Navalny. The 45-year-old is currently serving a a two-and-a-half-year jail sentence in Russia. His group called it a prize for supporters of truth. Announcing the award, Heidi Hautala, the European Parliament's vice president, paid tribute to Mr Navalny's bravery and resilience. Alexei Navalny has showed great courage in his attempts to restore the freedom of choice to the Russian people. For many years, he has fought for human rights and fundamental freedom in his his country. This has cost him his freedom and nearly his life. On behalf of the European Parliament, I call for his immediate and unconditional release. Embattled mainland developer Evergrande said in a filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange that it will resume trading tomorrow, but warned there was no guarantee it would be able to meet its financial obligations. The company suspended trading on October the 4th as it struggled in a sea of debt and faces a default, with its predicament fueling fears of contagion through the Chinese economy. A welcome ceremony for the Olympic flame has been held in Beijing after it arrived in the capital from Greece ahead of the 2022 Winter Games. While the flame will be put on display over the next few months, organisers said a three-day torch relay is scheduled to start on February the 2nd, with about 1,200 torchbearers in Beijing, Yanqing and Zhangjiakou. Zhang Jiandong, Executive Vice President of the Beijing Olympics Organising Committee, said coronavirus prevention measures will be put in place. In accordance with the requirement to hold a simple, safe and excellent games, we insist on prioritising public health and safety and coordinating the torch relay with pandemic control and prevention requirements. We have consulted with the International Olympics Committee and made a torch relay plan that reduces the routes, the amount of time and the number of personnel involved. To the weather forecast, becoming cloudy with a few showers. There will be sunny intervals tomorrow with moderate easterly winds and temperatures in the region of 25 to 28 degrees. Temperatures will fall noticeably to about 20 degrees tomorrow night. The outlook cooler with a few rain patches in the next few days and temperatures will drop below 20 degrees in the mornings. Currently 26 degrees, humidity 83%. News and weather, RTHK.
Funny little track from uh, Paul McCartney, We All Stand Together. He wrote it for a short film that he and his wife of the time, Linda, were working on called, uh, it was called Rupert and the Frog Song. It was based on a character from the, uh, radio, well, from the TV series, but prior to that it was a, a strip in the Daily Express, I think, Rupert the Bear, anyway. But in this little film, he, uh, Rupert, that is, wanders into a cave after following his stray kite and comes across 